What's going on, guys? Chris Schubert, Alex Molokov here to wrap up this lovely night of playoff action. What a conclusion <coughs> to the Utah Jazz Oklahoma City game that we had. Uh, this game was just sensational. The that U- was fun. That was a lot of fun. That was the most entertaining game of the night, and it did not start that way. It started as a complete disaster with both teams just playing defense and not shooting well, and it was a mess. And it turned into probably the most exciting game of the day. The Utah Jazz pick up the victory. They win the series. They are moving on to the next round. They will be facing the Houston Rockets. But the big story has to be the third quarter and what went on between Donovan Mitchell and Russell Westbrook, basically being the only two players on the court who were scoring because they were trading buckets back and forth for the whole third quarter. In the first quarter of this game, yes, the Thunder as yes. a team, yes. 22 points, and yes. the Jazz as a team, 18 points. I'm here to tell you that in the third quarter of this basketball game, Donovan Mitchell himself scored 22 points, and Russell Westbrook scored 20 points that by was, themselves. That was just an, an incredible game. I mean, forget the, the Rookie of the Year debate and the silly uh, nonsense that we're dealing with over the definition of rookie and who's going to win the award. That was an MVP performance by Donovan Mitchell. Head-to-head against the reigning MVP of this league. Mm-hmm. And just, he outplayed him. He outplayed him. And it went, specifically in the third quarter, because I think when you look at the fourth quarter, Russ was the big reason they came back in that game. I mean, he finished with what? 46. 46. Paul George and Carmelo Anthony were nowhere to be seen. I know Paul George took the last shot. That looked like a foul to me. Uh, but I, I, look, I'm not gonna blame one call. Can we quickly talk about that? Sure. I'm glad they didn't call it. I hate the pump fake. Get a guy in the air and then sure. contort your body to make contact. If a guy comes straight down on you, that's one thing. I think he makes. But if you have to move to the side to lean into the contact. I like the no call. Yeah, I thought obviously he... caught them off guard though, because the the Thunder had no idea what to do once there was no call there. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought he made enough contact with his hip to warrant the call and sort of bodied him down low. But to, so it wasn't more up top of the lean, but it was more down low when he was. <laughs> shooting. But then after that, it, it was like the Thunder forgot to play how to play basketball. It didn't foul the 20 plus, I mean, what, 18 seconds came off the clock? It, it felt like... It felt like someone hoping for the foul in 2K and then tossing their controller yeah. across the room and not playing out the last 30 seconds of the game. Right, it was very odd, um, but the Jazz get the win, and, and I just look at I look at this Oklahoma City team, and I look at, they went out and they traded for Paul George, they went out and traded for, for Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony's got a nice $28 million player option, he has to make a decision on before the end of the season, that'll be fun, um, but I think I think we know what he'll be doing there. Yeah, do you, um, wait, he just, yeah, he yeah. just uh, made his decision. Yeah. Um, for sure. It, it didn't work, and... and and normally, a lot of people will look, and, and I know what the box score says. How many shots did Russ end up with? It was a lot. <laughs> Russell Wilson ended his Russell night. Wilson? So, Russell Westbrook. You, you, I've done that three you, times. Yeah, you've done it a bunch today. NFL draft on the Yeah, field. I know. Uh, Russell Westbrook, 18 of 43 shooting. So he took He's taken about 80 shots over the last two games. So he took 43 shots. And, it's a and, lot of and, shots. And as you know, people are going to not people who haven't watched that game are going to look at the box score and say, "Wow, Russell Westbrook was a ball hog and didn't share with his teammates and Paul George and Carmelo Anthony." And as two people who watched this game, I'm here to tell you, he had to take all 43 of those shots because those two guys were not doing anything in this game. It was hero ball, but in the sense that all of the heroes' companions were killed in battle, and he, right. it was just him. He <laughs> had no other choice. If they were going to come back, it was going to be because he was making shots, and he was making shots down the stretch for them. Whereas Carmelo Anthony and Paul George at one point, they put up the graphic. When Russ had 38, the rest, those two combined had 12. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do the quick math. Math, not my strong suit, but Russ had 46. Steven Adams had 19, and I'll just quickly run through. Carmelo had 7, Brewer had 2, Paul George had 5. So so since they, they showed the graphic and Russell scored another 8 points, the other two didn't score anything. 
That is correct. I mean, that is and the, and the bench the bench came up huge. Yeah, uh, uh, Grant had nine points and Raymond Felton had three points and nobody else scored. Uh, it, it was just it was a bad. Oh, by the way, the Jazz forgot how to rebound in the final like minute of that basket. That was also good. The Jazz almost threw that game away by allowing seventy four consecutive offenses. Yeah, it was something it was like incredible. That. But I feel like all right, we focus enough on on the negative. Sure. The, the Thunder. It's going to be a very interesting summer for the Thunder. Paul George is, is probably already on a first class flight to L. A. Uh, Dude, LA might not want him after tonight. It's going to be a, a long offseason. But let's talk about the Jazz. Yes. The Utah Jazz. Yes. On January 20th. Yes. So, what's that? January, March, April, th- three months and a week ago. They were, you're going to tell me they were 18 and 26. They were 19 and 20. I'm sorry, on the 22nd, they were yes. 19 and 28. And then. Uh, and they are now into the second round of the playoffs. And it looks, they look like a team that deserves to be there. You want a hot take? Don't say it. You want a hot take? Go ahead. Jazz are beating the Thunder. The Jazz are beating the Rockets in the second round. I don't know about that. The Jazz are beating the Rockets in the second round. This team, with the way they play defensively, with a superstar. This isn't just an impressive rookie anymore. Tonight no, no, no. cemented no, him as a superstar, a no megastar in this league. This isn't just a rookie that's playing very well and impressive and, and you know should be one of the rookie of the year candidates. No, Donovan Mitchell is a superstar in this league. And when you have that, and you have an, an elite rim protector in Rudy Gobert, and Joe Ingles who knocks down shots, now... My hot take is going to be I'm gonna I'm going to add a uh, a, a little caveat. I'm gonna here. add some context. To uh, it. A, a I need to know if Ricky Rubio is going to play. Yeah, that's big. That's and, huge. And it, I'm glad you brought that up actually because when he was taken out of the game, it was early in the first quarter. The the Jazz were I think down two points. I forgot Ricky Rubio was taken out of the game when the fourth quarter happened. That's how crazy it was. And when he got taken out for the next seven eight minutes of of game action, the Jazz looked bad. Yep. The offense was stagnant. It the crowd was a little stunned. It looked like one of those turning point moments, it, and you'll call me a Boston homer here. Stakes were lower, but it reminded me a little bit of the Kendrick Perkins moment in 2010, when the the Celtics were 2010 NBA Finals. Celtics leading the series. Kendrick Perkins goes down. It takes all the air out of their sails, right. and and they couldn't recover from it. And that is that was the impression I got in the immediate aftermath of that Ricky Rubio injury, where. The Jazz looked all out of sorts. The offense was completely stagnant, and it just looked like it was having a big, both mental and and tangible effect on the team. Yeah. And then Donovan Mitchell said, "Don't worry about it." Yeah. Credit to Quinn Schneider for for making the adjustments, and he, he put the ball in Donovan Mitchell's hand. He put the ball in a superstar's hand, and and that's the benefit of Mitchell. He's a guy that can can take the ball up the court and be your playmaker and, and distribute. And he was, and he was in that third quarter. He got the ball in his hand, and it was get out of the way because he's going to put. You know he's going to put the ball in the basket. So, if that's a, if that's a long-term injury and that's going to affect this next series, then yeah, you got to really got to worry about what they're going to do with the point guard spot. I think they'd be okay with Mitchell there because I I think he's very capable of being able to play there and be productive. But you want Ricky Rubio there because honestly, Ricky Rubio has been one of the best players on this team throughout the postseason so far. Yeah, I'm not even necessarily sure. I'm I'm willing to go as far as saying I think the Jazz would beat the Rockets at full strength. I certainly don't think that they're going to be able to sustain it over a seven-game series without Ricky Rubio. Think about that sentence, by the way. What's that? Think about what you just said about Ricky Rubio. I know, I know. It's crazy. That's how good he's been. But we're also talking about a rookie that nobody was talking about going into the year who just outplayed the MVP of the league in a game six. I mean, that was... Russell, Russell Westbrook, just a reminder, 46 points tonight on 43 shots. 
Mitchell had 38 points on 26 shots. Yep. And 14 he, of 26 shots. knocked down, I think he was 5 knocked of 8. Down five threes. Yeah, 5 of 8 from 3 points. Didn't lane. miss from the line. He hit all of his free throws. He was just incredible. And, and I just think when you look at this team, can they get a performance from, like, from Donovan Mitchell like that every night? No, probably not. But I think they have uh, enough pieces and angles and favors. and, and Speaking and, of favors. Sneaky great tonight. He was good. He saw. I mean, he's just a guy that's 13 just points, 8 rebounds. Yeah. He was a plus 18 tonight. It's just timeliness, right? Those timely points, those timely rebounds, and the, and, and just an ability to play solid defense and be a part of the system that they have there. And, and that's what's going to propel them into the next round, and that's what's going to potentially propel them past that, right? If they're going to win, it's going to be this system, and it's going to be Donovan Mitchell that leads the way. They, we just need to kind of see what happens with Rick, Ricky Rubio now, because we know who they're facing. They're facing the Rockets. Uh, we know they're going to Houston for game one. It's just a question of is Ricky Rubio going to be able to go with that left hamstring, hamstring injury, or is it going to hinder their ability to, to keep up with the Rockets? That's I'll tell you what, they'll be, for obvious reasons also, but I mean, winning tonight and not having to play in a game, game seven, seven, possibly without Rubio, mm-hmm. is huge for them. He Absolutely. can rest now for a couple of days. And you got to think that the pressure would have completely shifted towards them. Oh, for sure. The pressure, the too straight, you don't have Ricky Rubio. You're, you're leading, the guy you lean on the most is going to be a rookie in a game seven. And, and as we saw tonight, I don't think he would have shied away from the moment, but you no. just don't know what you're going to get from a rookie. So they don't have to worry about that. They get to go home, they get to, to rest up a little bit, and they have to go down to Houston for a game one. So th- this series is very intriguing to me. I think it's going to be just a, I, I think it's going to be a slugfest. Really it, it's definitely going to be a slugfest in Utah. I mean, keep in mind what their record was at the end of January and then what they did the rest of the season. They played way above what their ultimate ending level was over the last now three months. Mm-hmm. So they're better than the matchup, at least as seeding goes, might indicate. It's going to be a good series. I still I'll save the predictions for yeah, another day. Yeah, I'll go out on the one there. But it was a great performance by the Jazz. It was an unbelievable performance by Mitchell, who I thought had ceased being able to amaze me, and I'm just wrong at every turn. Just a great win, and, and again, without Rubio and being able to kind of gather themselves and come back from what looked like it could be a real, real bad kind of gut punch of an injury. For the Thunder... It is going to be a long offseason where they're going to have to retool this roster. I do not think this roster looks anything like it does right now. I think Sam Presti's got a lot of work on his hands to make this team better. And for the Utah Jazz, for a team that didn't think that they were, or there, a lot of people didn't think they were going to make it into the postseason after losing Gordon Hayward, they have a rookie. They have a fan base that's energized. They have the best jerseys in the league. Ooh. Those city jerseys are amazing. Just those jerseys. The, in they're, the, pretty the, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. They have all of that going for them. By the way, they won a home game without wearing those jerseys. That's impressive. That's, That's true. Impressive. They have all of that going for them, and their playoff journey continues.